Welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Salette. We're happy to have you back with us. We are uh, recording our 85th episode. Yay! So yes, Yay. yes. We are a podcast who reads paranormal romance novels and talks about them. And we are going to tell you about one today. What? Why? Why? Yes, that is why you came back. I mean, not why. We hope. Wait, I mean. I mean, if you came back for another reason, I guess that's cool too. Just because you love us? Because we're you awesome? Know? Just to still listen to us banter <laughs> Just, just like bullshit. these two are so funny. <laughs> I want to listen to them talk all the time. I can't wait. Every two weeks. They put up the weirdest Snapchat. And so, how are things? Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. I got my first COVID vaccine. Whoop, whoop. How so are you feeling? So happy. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Not even, like, my arm's not even sore anymore. Like, it was a little twingy for one day. Yeah. But it's been funny because uh, a bunch of us in the office got it on the same day. And the only one who was like, I can't move my arm is our one guy in the office. <laughs> So and we're all like, it's just a shot. <laughs> that's so funny. I heard though that the soreness in the arm has a hundred percent to do with the person that is injecting you. Oh, it's, does it? Yeah, that it's all about technique, how they put it, like where they put it in, which part of your muscle, how fast they put it in, which angle. It's just that's what I've heard. And it's oh. all the soreness depends on the person that's administering the drug. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. See, they told us to move it. To move it a lot. Mm-hmm. They were like, make sure you move it because if you don't, it'll get more sore and stiff. Yeah. And so like all day you could see like half the office was like raising the roof. Like, woo, woo. <laughs> nice (laughs) gotta move my arm and our male employee he went to the gym afterwards because he figured that would he did arm day Mm -hmm. so he figured i mean he didn't disregard their you know talk he did it and he had he he works in our food pantry and had to unload a whole truck of food the day after (laughs) oh and he was like my arm hurts so bad oh no (laughs) the rest of us are like "Mm, it's fine (laughs) i I just sit here and type at a computer don't worry (laughs) right I went home and I did my, I played on my VR. So I got to move my arm a lot and it was a tiny bit sore too. But that was it for me. Yeah. yeah. And so. I'm so happy though to I finally know. be on my way. This <laughs> so. is so good. And today officially, uh, not for you guys in your current time, but April 2nd is uh, in Colorado. We have opened it up to the, the public. All right? adults. Yep. Every, six, well, 16 and up, right? For the Pfizer, 18 and up for the Moderna shot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Depending. Yeah. Just depends on which shot you can. Which if you're shot? 16, you can only get the Pfizer one. It's incredible, guys. It's we're slowly fucking getting there. And it's also, though, I don't know, maybe it's not worth talking about. But did you see that Polis is going to remove the mask mandate on this? The counties that are in the green? Oh, is that what I said? I totally read it wrong. I heard that he was extending it. Hancock extended Denver's for another month. Polis lifted the mask mandate in public spaces in the counties that have already gone green because their numbers are down. That seems like a bad idea. I know. It's a terrible (laughs) motherfucking idea. Let's keep the masks for another like three fucking months or something. You guys, we've done it Until we're all vaccinated and then fine. Then fine. But why? Don't, don't, don't take that away yet. Leave that on. We're doing it. It's working. Don't remove the thing that don't is working. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's just going to make us go backwards. I mean, I'll tell you yeah. now that I am still, I think I'm going to be wearing my mask for a while even after I've got my second one. Honest to God, I think I might wear it in a grocery store forever. <laughs> <laughs> 
true. I the number of illnesses that are down because of this. Yeah, not just COVID, but literally we almost did not have a flu season. Yeah, flu and other like respiratory colds were just gone this fall and Christmas and like or like we're holiday. All you know, this breathing winter. on each other because we don't. We keep going out when we're sick. We just never made it a thing, and now it's a thing. Like don't do that. Cover yeah. yourself, and it's so smart. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to breathe your nasty ass air. Exactly. I'll keep my air to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll breathe my own nasty ass air. Hey, it's mine. I like it. <laughs> So no, I mean I I know I it's gonna be hard for me to go into a grocery store without one. Yeah, I will feel wrong mm-hmm. and like I am exposed. Yeah, and I think eventually that will you it'll know fade. It'll fade. They'll be the first time you forget one and you just run in for something and you're like standing and all of a sudden you're standing in the store without yeah. a mask on and you're like. Oh. And you're like, oh. okay. <laughs> okay. But for a while, I'm going to keep mine on. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to take mine everywhere. And even though we won't transmit it in or out once we're fully inoculated, you know, like, I don't know. I just I, I just have this, maybe it's like a PTSD or something like that. But the, even the boys aren't, when they go out, you know, they say it's mm-hmm. not as effective or whatever. Or like, it doesn't affect kids as much. I still make them wear a mask everywhere they go. They should. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So that's COVID corner. Yay, COVID corner. To discuss that. We are we are there. Um, How about life plan corner? We'll do this one real quick. Real fast. Yeah. Um quickie version. I'm having my first post birth control period right now. How is that? Uh weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I know like since I've been doing this plan and since I've been reading Elisa's books and everything. She's said numerous times, you know, the period you have when you're on birth control is not a real period. It's fake. Mm-hmm. And I just, I like, I hear it, I hear it, I hear it, and I hear it, and I just can't believe it because it's like crazy. Like, how could it be <laughs> fake? It's still a fucking period, right? Right. And, but now that I'm, you know, kind of really paying attention to everything really carefully and I've had one now, I'm like, yeah, I can see how that was just like bullshit. <laughs> You know, uh, like, <laughs> it was different. It's different blood. It's different stuff. Which it's... one's worse? So far, this one is worse. The Uh-oh. real one. <laughs> oh, <no. sighs> Has been worse cramping wise and everything wise. But I think it's shorter because okay. it's over and it was only a couple of days. Well, I don't know. We'll see. And it's also the first one. So I don't really want to put a lot on that because it's been, That's you know, true. 20 years of birth control. It's yes. a- Asking my body a lot. Other people, I'm in a group with a bunch of ladies who are doing the same program. And all the other ones who've been on birth control for long just stopped having any periods. Like at all. They didn't even have the, even when they were on their sugar pills. And then they went off them. And one of the ladies, she's like, it took me a year to have a real period again. And I'm like, is my body okay? (laughs) Because I'm not doing that. That's not my experience. My body had one the whole time. Like it didn't care about the pills. It was still, I mean, it was having fake ones or whatever. But it sure. never, like, uh, you know, other women's, yeah, there's like went away over time because their body's like, ah, eh, we don't need this. That's so interesting. Because you're on the pill. But I, mine never went away and it came back <laughs> on time too. I did, like, it was exactly like 26 days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when I started my one this time. So I was like, all this, right, my body's on one, top of this. This one might be different now that it, it's a little bit shorter than it normally was when you were on the pill. So it won't be exactly 26 days, maybe for it the next not. one. I'll see when the next one comes yeah. yeah but i mean well they're supposed to be anywhere from like 25 to 32 days or something yeah it's i mean they're not you know no one's exact and there's yeah you know but tw- that 28 is always the the four weeks mm-hmm. 28 whatever 
but it was very, very close. I was like, I was expecting to like maybe not have one for a month or two and to have to like work to get it back. But no, I didn't. (laughs) It was already there. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I want to say it's good, but I don't know if it, I it mean, is. I, guess I mean, it's I'm going normal. through what I need to go through to change and get my hormones back into balance. And I was way more emotional because I think I don't have any emotions when I was on the pill. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> I was super moody. Oh, no. But other than that, you know, eating plans going good. I'm down 15 pounds. Yay. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, which is perfectly fine for like three months. I'm really kind of happy with that. No, that's amazing. Yeah. So I just got to keep on and trucking. Keep on, keep on. So yeah. That is awesome. Thank you. I'm so happy to hear it. How are you doing? I'm good. Doing my thing. Dan and I are still doing our keto. I did suggest going back to carnivore for the month of April, but he was like, you know, we got to trust the process and just keep going with what we are. And my goal for this month is to lose another four pounds. I hit my goal for last month, which was five pounds, actually lost eight pounds. Total since the beginning, I've lost 27 pounds. Awesome. So I feel good. But I think I'm at that spot where I'm a little stuck in a sense. Plateau. Yeah, I'm at a plateau, right. So it's like up and down and up and down and up and down. And also, honestly, it doesn't help. Like like the boys are on spring break this week. So I have to try to do my meal and their meal and everything. When I'm just at home, I'm perfectly fine eating tilapia and eggs all day long. You Mm -hmm. know, but then I have to get them something, which is an excuse. It is. I'm not eating the food that I'm feeding them. And sometimes I'm doing OMAD for the day and where I'm only eating one meal. But I need to kick up my physical activity. I think that's what why I'm plateauing is because now I can't just not do anything. So I've actually started dancing again. Cool. So I'm teaching myself a new Cambodian dance that I've actually really wanted to learn for a really long time. So I've been doing that for an hour every night. And I mean, in a sense, it's just like yoga yeah. or ball- that's, ballet. That's muscle control, mm-hmm. muscle movement, strength, body work and strength training yep. all in once. And, and cardio. <laughs> Car- yeah, and stretch. Yeah. I mean, like I'll be uh, in a sweat by the time I'm done with it. So between doing VR and and dance, I think it's training different parts of my body for each one of those two different things, which is really good. So so yeah, we're just going to keep going for that. And four pounds is my goal for this month. I'm really, really hoping to get back into that next level. We're going to be traveling in July, probably June, July, August. And so I really have to work hard at staying focused because it's hard to diet when you're traveling, (laughs) you know? It's super hard, especially if you're driving. So when we take our road trip, that's going to be incredibly hard. Mm -hmm. So in order to make up for that, I have to do extra work for it. But I'm feeling good and I'm happy with this. So this is great. That's all wonderful news. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let us know how you guys are doing if if you guys are doing this with us. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you a quickie. Yay. And then we can talk about our book. (laughs) You know, the point of the podcast. You know. Yes. So I want to know if you prefer a partner or your toy. (laughs) That's such a mean fucking question. Hey, I have to answer it too. (laughs) Which means we know what the answer is. (laughs) Well, there's a caveat. Okay. Truth is. 
my toy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caveat, what I get from my partner that I can't get from the toy is the, the human touch. Like, Absolutely. Touch is fucking vital to humans. We are physical creatures and we need skin on skin contact. Yes. And that's no plastic rubber silicone thing is replacing that. No. But it's just really easy and quick. <laughs> and it's like right there when you need it and it doesn't have like there's you don't have to do a lot of other work. It's just like you get what you want without putting any effort in <laughs> so there's definitely why i like it because yeah. it's like uh you know other work <laughs> you know intimacy is work so sometimes you want to be lazy and just be like nah right <laughs> i'll just or- lay here and do this and it'll be fun <laughs> it'll be fine yeah no i i knew this was gonna be an interesting <laughs> tough question but i think and obviously it doesn't really matter we can answer and feel whichever way we want but i absolutely agree with you and i would have been okay with you said both which you sort of did kind of yeah for different things yeah for different things i 100 percent agree with the physical touch of it Dan has lost about 20 something pounds also. So our sex life has increased. We are actually having sex now in the place that he doesn't like to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because we don't, we're not comfortable in this apartment. But it's a little bit different now. We feel each other a little bit different now. So I would say months before this life plan, I absolutely preferred my toy because it was, like you said, easier. I could take it in the shower. I, I could do it when nobody's home. It's just like great. And, mm-hmm. and it's incredible. It feels great. Oh, yeah. They're, they <laughs> make them really good. Yes. <laughs> There's a fucking reason why they're in existence. They've well, nailed that technology. Yes. Yeah. But we have been becoming more intimate and actually making that one of our intentional activities because our life plan doesn't just include diet no. and exercise. It's changing how we do things fiscally, as parents, as business partners, as everything with school and everything. So and that includes our intimate, our romance, our sex life and, you know, being husband and wife, just being a couple in general. And so that has really helped us a lot so that this lifestyle change has helped us in many different aspects. And I I love having sex with an actual thing, you know, because it's not. So I have both a, well, not both, like I only have two. I have more than two. <laughs> <laughs> but I have vibrators and I have dildos. And while they're great, I don't know, like the vibrators are fantastic. I prefer Dan over the fake as far as penetration goes. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is, is that he loves it when I play with my toys when we're intimate together. So I'll just bring that out while we're together. And so mm-hmm. it's like extra, extra. Mm-hmm. So it's both for me yeah. as well. Well, that's good. It, that's fun. And that ties into yes, the book. It does. <laughs> so we read... Oh, yes. Vengeance Executed by Zoe Indiana. This is book two of her... Oh, shit. I didn't write that series names. Vengeance Unveiled was the first one. It was. And yeah, I think it's just called the Vengeance Trilogy. Okay, the Vengeance According Trilogy. to her website, that's... Yep. Okay, good. Sorry, Zoe. I forgot. <laughs> write that down so this is the second book and then there will be a third one which and then like at the end when you finished reading this one it almost seemed like there was going to be like something else after the third one like a story about a different couple or i don't know like i don't know maybe i misread oh i never read past i never read those i read her notes when she gives thanks oh um, you're a good person (laughs) 
Yeah, I finished I the book and I'm like, done. Done. No, I, I absolutely read it. I love reading the little snippets at the end where, where they give credit or they say, because of you, this, and because of whatever that. And I don't know, it's very touching to me. So I like to read them. And I think I think a little bit before that, she does talk about, if you're interested in, and I don't have my iPad with me, so I can't read it, what it says, but pretty much that there's more to this story. Oh, oh, she does. I know what you're talking about. She sends, uh, if you're a part of her newsletter, she will send you like, an epilogue. Oh, okay. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. I think. She'll definitely send you extras if you're part of her. Oh, if you no, you're right. That. Oh. She's going to do Alistair's book outside of the trilogy. Okay, I thought it was something like that. It was Alistair. Okay. Yeah. Well, and in the timeline that the podcast is coming out in, the third book should be out soon. Awesome. Because this podcast is coming out the beginning of June, and her website's says um summer of 2021 for vengeance denied which is the third book yeah so So listen to us and then go get that book go do it and sign up for her (laughs) newsletter and all of other Uh stuff that zoe does great stuff i am super i know it's like not time yet because we haven't even talked about this book yet (laughs) (laughs) i am so excited for her faded mate series Oh, I can't stand it. That's the one where we read Totally Spooked for Halloween. Yes. And that's like all I want now. Zoe's books are fun. (laughs) (laughs) They are so fun to read. I have this like love-hate relationship with like actually sitting down and reading a book because I'm terrible at it. But if it's like a Zoe book, I'm like, okay, whatever. Shut up, kids. I'm reading a book. (laughs) Leave me alone. I so I read all of the the shifter speed dating holiday books and uh-huh. she came out with a surprise one on St. Patrick's Day which hadn't been oh nice hinted anywhere and I was so excited for it. They're so fucking good. <gasps> they are so much fun. I know we loved and had a lot of fun with the Halloween the one. The Halloween you, one, yeah. You really you should read the rest. They are fucking great. Awesome. Anyway, everyone should read this. But for the moment, we're discussing <laughs> vengeance books. And yeah, and you want to oh, put notes. I you- would love to try <laughs> <laughs> without doing too much. Mm-hmm. So we continue the story from the first book, which is a dystopian future world. Maybe Earth, we don't know. But men have died out due to a virus, and the world is controlled by this military force called ARI, and the Sovereign, also known as Freya's mother, <laughs> who I think we found that out in a one of her holiday books. I don't know that you we knew that at the end of last book. No, we did not. Yeah. I didn't know that. And you I found that gonna... out. I haven't read any of the holiday ones. I was. We'll get to it eventually, and I want to ask you if there's some of the pieces, because I, like, I was like, there's a lot of this stuff that came up in the holiday books that I don't oh. think say let no 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 I haven't anyway. read those <laughs> but anyway so uh, it's Freya and Bash they are part of the resistance uh, Freya was genetically altered at or put through a lot of experiments as a child which made her telekinetic and telepathic and also like dampened her emotions but Bash used nanites to fix her emotion chips so now she gets emotions and they're trying to bring down the sovereign because she's evil and mean and controlling the society. And then there's also, there are men who keep getting born, but they are often kept away in camps where they are tortured and, and tried to turn into basically sex slaves for breeding. Mm-hmm. Because since it is a society of all women, they breed through clone reproduction processes and it's starting to break down. It's not very effective. So they really want to get a man in there. <laughs> 
<laughs> they need some male DNA to like make this work actual again. men. <laughs> like actual men. Mm-hmm. And so they keep trying, um, and they keep finding new guys. So in the beginning of this book, Freya sends Bash away because he keeps putting himself in danger and she doesn't like it. She wants to focus on the mission and she thinks he's a distraction and, and he just, you know, she wants him to be safe. And so they split up. She goes off and she's trying. She found out that she has a twin brother and he's being kept in one of these camps. So she's going to try to rescue him. Bash is like, I can become a soldier too. <laughs> so he, he wants to, he's really good at technology. So he wants to try to figure out ways of uh, using technology to bring down the government. And so he's off doing that and she's off somewhere else. And then all of a sudden he dies. But he doesn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> he blows himself up. Yeah. With, he's trying to fix these nanites and turn them into self-replicating nanites. And he blows up the re- replicator and he has no leg and no arm. Like, it blows off a whole leg and an arm and he's laying on the floor bleeding to death and no one knows where he is because he snuck out. And so he's like, well, this is how I die. <laughs> and so he sends Freya like a goodbye message telepathically and she like drops everything and rushes to find him and they walk in and they see a explosion scene and his bloody limbs lying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he also is there with limbs. <laughs> it's like, uh... They're like, wait, why do you have what, a leg what? and wait. a detached leg? <laughs> so it turns out the nanites got into his blood system and replicated like he told them to and regrew him some limbs that he needed. <laughs> Now he's half cyborg. So he's cyborg. And so his nanites kind of advance and turn into an AI in his head. And he becomes, you know, he's basically talking to an artificial intelligence computer brain uh, who calls himself Eric. Mm-hmm. And they have some nice conversations and he's constantly upgrading Bash. Yep. <laughs> he's like giving him Trillium or something, Trillium bones and enhancing his hearing and giving him more memory space so they can store all of the knowledge of the resistance in his brain and picking up guns and uh, incorporating them in so he can shoot phasers out of his hands, you know. Yeah. The typical stuff. <laughs> Real standard stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, they uh, they go back and they rescue her brother. They free him, tell him what's going on, that they're siblings. He's like, wow, this sucks. You know, life is awful. Yeah. But um, he's trying to, to roll with it. They start to uncover that there may be something else going on above and beyond, like, the control of the military arm. That maybe the Sovereign knows that there's something else. There's this wall and an abandoned city on the other side. And they find some, like, misfiled information about aliens, maybe, and out extraterrestrial space uh-huh. and stuff. And they didn't really believe there was anything beyond the sky because they couldn't they tried a rocket ship and it remember it hit a, yep it hit a the barrier dome, it hit something and it blew up in the first book and so there's something above them that they can't escape and now there's this threat of potential aliens so they want to release all this information to the populace and get them on their side the sovereign kidnaps a friend of theirs, Opaka, from the first book, mm-hmm. and threatens her life if Freya doesn't turn herself over. Freya doesn't, and they storm all of the resistant bases at once to find her. They shoot her with a weird alien tech tracker worm. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff, and they fight a little bit, and... <laughs> separate some more and then they come back together and they they go into the the city because they have to release the inf- 
information in the city. So they have all the information now and they need to release it so all the women know what's going on. And so they finally, they break into the, well, they act, they get captured. That's how they do it. They get captured by the sovereign and her army, the Crimson Army, and they take them to headquarters and Eric, the AI, artificial intelligence, gets into their computer system and basically releases all the information and Bash and Freya, they get to leave. They escape, but not really escape so much as once the information's out, the sovereign's like, well, you have killed us all. The aliens will kill us now. <laughs> And uh, that's the end, really. Well, oh, they did find in the old city that was abandoned more people and more men. So there's yes. now a lot more men. A lot more men. Alistair is missing, and they now have to figure out what's potentially going on with these alien things. And all the armies kind of disbanded. So mm -hmm. society's got some choices to make where it goes from here. And what is that? What's the third book called? Again? Vengeance Denied. Vengeance Denied. And so I find that a very interesting title for the third book. Right. Of it. It's like, well, if it's denied, then what happens? Do they lose? I don't want right. to be denied. Or maybe the thing that they thought they were getting vengeance on all along is not <gasps> what they thought. Oh. Right? Man, this book, it, even on the, the second one, I know we had a lot of theories on the first one. <laughs> and <laughs> so <laughs> fucking many theories. There still exists for the second one. So much action. There was so much action in this book. I loved it, though. I thought it was... Oh, it's fantastic. It it was so much fun to read. <laughs> so much fun. And the characters are fun. And, like, I love the technology in this. Like, I love things like... It, it's got a little bit of that Star Trek in it. Mm -hmm. Because they have these replicator machines, that, or I think they call them something else. And they just... They make things. They make all their food. Mm -hmm. I think uh, they call it a replicator, honestly. Do they? Okay. I think so. Maybe. I mean, that feels like... I don't know. Maybe that's what they call it. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, it feels right. That's what it is. But it's a machine that just like, it basically makes, you know, I need food. It makes food. It, yeah. Uh, I need a gun. It makes a gun. I need uh, these technical components to make it. It makes them. So it just, I love that. I love that kind of technology. And I like how, because sometimes you just need to shorten some stuff, right? Yeah. So we can't worry about how they get this stuff. It doesn't, uh, that's not important. They just need to have the tools they need because right. the rest of the stuff is the issue. So I love when they're there's devices like this in a in a world that can just shortcut a bunch of crap. Yeah. Like, we don't ever have to have them running around trying to find weaponry and get, you know, go to the store. Fuck that. No one right. needs that shit. <laughs> Everywhere they go, there's just a machine that literally will build them anything that they ask for. Anything that they ask for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, almost, care of it. it's almost kind of like the nanites that Bash was working on. Oh, it was just like, so good. where did that fucking come from? It's just, but, I mean, I love it because it just, really, they are the heroes of the book they are They're heroes. you know they well, save them so many times see they came up in some of the holiday books so you didn't see them oh. but he almost killed her with nanites at one point oh no <laughs> i forget which holiday they were celebrating <laughs> but yeah so he's he decided because she basically has a computer in her head mm -hmm. and it was that that was doing the emotion dampening yeah so he thought if he could put nanites in her that would get in there and kind of control that computer then her her emotions wouldn't be dampened and every time she experiences them she felt pain it wasn't just dampened but it was it was pain 
So he was trying to remove pain from her. And so that's why he did it. But then she almost died. But then he fixed them. And then he put them in himself. He had nanites before this book. They were just basic ones. And and they just, Mm. he used them to talk to her. That's how he used, Mm -hmm. that's how he could talk to her. Because remember, she couldn't hear his thoughts because of, you know, he's a man and she can only hear women's minds. Mm -hmm. But then he was messing around with them and turned them into super nanites that now basically turned him into the Terminator. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) He's essentially the Terminator. He's like a T-1000 or whatever. Yes, ultimately, using his limbs for the pleasure of his lover. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. So good. He's got a vibrating hand. A vibrating, (laughs) all sorts of vibrating. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Yeah, I did not pick up on that because I haven't read any of the holiday ones. So that's definitely something that if you guys are following along with us, read the holiday shorts and you should be able to pick up on some of this stuff. Yeah, because all of a sudden I was like, okay, nanites are here. Cool. I mean, I like them, but yeah, where the I'm on board for some nanites. Fuck did they come from? Well, he's like a super genius with computers. So. He is a super genius, super nerdy genius, which is actually the uh, the kind of guy that you and I like. It's, it's the... Yes. The nerdy... I do like Bash a lot. He's yes. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And he's all like beard, like has long hair and a beard. And yeah. He's all like, he's like a big old bear, but he's also nerdy. He's a nerdy bear. Super nerdy. Sometimes he has a little bit of conflicting personalities because he's like, and I think it obviously I think it's because of how he was raised. He's been oppressed. He's been abused. He has this like internal, I don't know, fight with himself where he's like, I should be doing this, but I shouldn't be doing this. And then he has to try to work some things out with Zoe. And so I don't know. I feel like Freya. Oh, I keep saying Zoe. Zoe, I'm sorry. Freya. I, I gotta erase Zoe's name on here. Sorry. Bye-bye. I don't know why I keep saying <laughs> You know, they actually are probably the couple that fights the most out of any of the couples that we have. I mean, like, all the... Oh, absolutely. The couples that we have, they, like, fight before they get into the whole love thing. When they love... When they fall in love and have to start a relationship and then it's all, like, faded or whatever. But Freya and Bash, from the very beginning, buttheads and throughout. And it's so realistic. It's such a real thing. Because it's not fairy tale, especially in this type of dystopian type of thing. And they no, have. When, yeah, when every day is fighting for your life. Yeah, exactly. The course of love will not be smooth. <laughs> No. And they're and they're always and they're fighting for each other would combat each other because it's like, I'm trying to save you. Well, I'm trying to save you. And then yeah. they're like, well, I can't save you if you're trying to save me and blah, blah, blah. And There's so a bunch of that. There's definitely that. There's a lot of in this one, each of them feeling that they weren't worthy of the other one. Yeah. That the other one was better than them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're. I mean, I think you're right. It's 100% like Bash was raised as a prisoner and then tortured for most of his life. And uh, Freya had her emotions controlled by a chip. Yeah. Like, you know, that's fucked up. You're not going to totally. be a well-rounded human being. No. And, and the, I was going to say the, the beautiful thing about their dynamic is that they're both very careful about those certain aspects about each other. So when they're being intimate, when they're having sex, Freya is always asking Bash if he's okay or please let her know if this is too much or if she shouldn't be on top or whatever. And then he is always really careful with how her emotions are because he'd lifted that suppression oppression whichever one it is 
suppression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that chip. And so they're always watching each other and like taking really good care of each other. And I love that so much. It's so endearing. It is. It's very cute. And it also is very frustrating when they're like, I'm going to leave and then she'll be okay. And you're like, no, that's fucking dumb. And then, yeah, then Freya runs away like, I'll never see Bash again. And that's the only way I can keep him safe. And I'm like, bullshit. They do it so much. <laughs> so much. So fucking much. Don't you guys know that you're meant for each other? <laughs> Just that fucking doesn't stay help with each other. Any- when has that helped anything? No, it hasn't. And then it just takes longer for you guys to try to get back together when it's the first place you needed to be together anyway. (laughs) It's so funny. But um, they do have that kind of it's a it's a fine line and they cross it sometimes where they go from being protective to being controlling. Yeah. So that's constantly a dialogue that they try to have with each other mm-hmm. because they do have a tendency to take away the other one's choices when they're thinking they're being protective. Yeah. Like Bash thinks he's protecting her when she's starting to lose her emotions and he locks her away in a control room <laughs> where she can't hurt anyone. And that's like... Like, not great. And then, like, Freya just leaves him behind to go on missions and tells him he's not allowed to come. Yeah. And he's not allowed to help and he has to stay at home and not participate in the resistance. And so that doesn't make him very happy. And, and then she know. won't return from the mission because then she'll feel that way again. <laughs> he's not right? allowed to come, but I can't go back to him. I'm protecting him. Right. Yeah. It's a bunch of bullshit. But anyway, it is funny. It's funny. They, they do that over and over again. But more one thing that leads to is makeup sex. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Which they do a lot. Jesus do Christ, the sex was fucking good in this book. My favorite was when she, so this was towards the end. Uh, there were uh, lots of different scenes, but my favorite was when she like made it back to whatever base they were at and she was broken and beaten and like just completely, it was the last time that she mm-hmm. got hurt big time. And he had healed her with all of his nanites, Eric, you know, it was the very last one, I believe it was. And there was a blowjob scene and then there was like fucking, oh, you should read it. Should. It's a good scene. It was so good. I really... I really, really love I I have this incredibly sexy image of how Freya looks in my head. And oh, yeah. Bash. And uh, God damn it, the cartoons that are running through my head are just insanely <laughs> hot. <laughs> no, there's a lot of really good sex. And a lot of it is makeup sex. I think my favorite was the one where she actually was like, we're going to have hot makeup sex. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine wasn't a makeup sex. It was a, I almost but, died sex. No, it was an almost died <laughs> sex. Yes. And, and I again ran away from you pretending that yes. I was protecting you but now I came back and now we have to have sex sex yes uh, but the one that she so he after Bash locks her up I forget what bit of information she had just heard but she was losing her control over her emotions and when Freya does that it kind of ties into her telekinesis so she starts to like levitate items and like mm-hmm. people actually are in danger of getting killed if she loses too much control of her emotions so to be fair to Bash he was trying to help yeah. by locking her in the control room and getting everybody away from her. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was when they found out that the Sovereign had Opaka and was threatening to kill her. Yeah. yeah. So she was pissed because that's her friend. So she she's like, I understand. I don't like what you did, but I, I understand why. And now I'm going to go into our room and, and you have to you know finish doing what you need to do. And so they were emptying out the base and then he comes to 
her and she's like working out really hard to yeah. suppress her emotions. <laughs> and she's like, okay, tell me what's going on. I'm going to take a shower and then we're going to have angry makeup sex. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, boy, do they. Boy, howdy. Yeah, they, they do. makeup sex a couple of times yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like we they said, do. they just like banter and like, I'm doing this. No, I'm doing this. You're doing this. We're doing this. And then they just fuck really hot, like they do. all over the place. Yeah, really. <laughs> I also like, oh, I think the one that you were talking about was the scene where then afterwards they were afraid that her brother Tristan and Ellie had yes. heard. And instead, Eric had locked them out of the cabin. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got to let them inside, back inside. That was funny. Because, yeah, they have sex funny. all over the place. And it usually doesn't seem like they care that other people can hear. But no. she all of a sudden did care then. I was it's, like, oh. I thought the same exact thing. I was like, oh, I think. Well, maybe you care a little bit more when it's your brother. Right? Oh, yeah. No, that's truth. That There's truth you? in that. Yeah. <laughs> would you care? I would care. <laughs> I mean, and twin brother at that. Like, I, yeah. I don't know that twin matters, but they may have definitely. a connection that they don't understand or know about True. twins twins Trins. have that thing it's True. weird <laughs> i was really hoping for a story with tristan yeah i'm maybe that'll start coming up in the next book because i mean we have to give mm-hmm. him something he's got to find his thing and what he's going to bring to the resistance i guess it's not really resistance anymore but yeah it'll be something new in the third book where they have to fight the aliens or something i wonder if it's going to be opaka Ah, that maybe. would be interesting. She's, she's hanging out with them, yeah. Yeah, and she, I mean, unless, I don't really quite know how old Opaka is. I know she's younger. I just don't know how much younger. I don't think she's a kid. Okay, good. Because she just seems so innocent and so sweet, you know? Yeah, she was. But now that she's lost her mom and mm-hmm. everything's gone down with the resistance the way it did and the soldiers, so who knows? But yeah, no, it was a good fucking Freya, dude. She's yeah, scary. Freya. She's terrifying. She could fucking explode your heart with just her fucking mind how <laughs> insane is that she snaps like everyone's neck everybody's neck mind. she's like i'm gonna snap your fucking neck why out. would anyone try to fight that no i don't get it either like i understand some of them have telekinetic powers also to protect themselves or or to at least combat like uh like one of them did yeah yeah like well yeah one of them did i can't remember which she who she too. was but why would you even try especially because they know who she is and they know what her power are. I feel like it's all they probably are all lied to. I feel like especially because like at that end mm, battle true. the soldiers were just dying left and right. Yeah. I mean resistance members died too but it felt like a lot more soldiers because they just it's the kind of thing where the fascist regime just throws yeah. military like it throws away its soldiers yeah. it's like whatever we have a million we'll kill all of them in pursuit of our goal. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just I don't know how you fight in that kind of place but, but I sometimes resistance member <laughs> totally and i'd be on fucking freya side but like whenever we go through another battle scene or a fight scene and i know that there are obviously barriers to some certain things that she can or cannot do but in my head i'm just like just fucking kill everybody and she normally <laughs> does but zoe's writing is really descriptive which is great because there's a lot of details in this i mean if, especially if you're writing you know paranormal or like this is borderline sci-fi with all oh, of that, yeah. with of definitely her storyline so there's all these details that you have to put into it but when it comes to the fighting scenes it's really long and then it's like in my head i'm like just snap their just snap their necks now just kill them just fucking kill them <laughs> why is not everyone dead get it over with because she's just like so powerful yeah i love it i know so i don't know what else what else is there when they have sex fucking bash turns into a vibrator <laughs> 
that was like one of the la- that was the does. last time, right? That they had sex where she was like, "Oh my god, what's going on? What is yeah. happening?" <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> his hand, his hand was in her, or not his hand, but his fingers were in her. Wasn't it his? Was it was his hand, right? His yeah, hand. he used his hand. That's the one that's been completely regrown by nanites. And yeah, it, it turns it vibrated. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't tell if he had done that intentionally or if that was Eric. Oh, I was wondering about that because Bash was like, "Dude, don't you can't fucking get into our intimate scenes because that's not cool." Right? And I was I thought it was Eric cuz Bash doesn't maybe by then he was starting to figure out how to use his cybernetics but before that everything that was done was eric doing it you know yeah yeah like like bash wasn't like i'm going to use my arm gun now it was like eric would shoot the show him the gun and be like shoot that guy yeah (laughs) he'd shoot that guy right or like the tentacles that would come out the you know the metallic tentacles were all eric so when his hand started vibrating i was like Oh shit, Eric's Eric's in it's a threesome now. Eric's involved. Yes. <laughs> and Bash didn't seem surprised, so I guess maybe it was Bash intentionally. He, like, yeah, knew. But I kinda like the idea that it's Eric. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be super interesting if it was Eric, because then that was like his way of joining. Because he, he's like Freya's mine too. And- yeah, he. Yeah. So at first, that's actually really interesting. Because at first, once he started existing, because he came kind of into existence kind of slowly, and he started mm-hmm. talking to Bash, and this was a uh, you know kind of in the middle of the book, and it was another one of those scenes where Bash was like, oh, "I'm not good enough for her." <laughs> One of those and scenes. And so he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna stop distracting her from her mission. I'm going to leave her alone. So he moved to a new apartment without telling her. Yeah. Or, you know, the really, like, the coolest way possible is just <laughs> to, like, move out. <laughs> and not... It, he tried to ghost her, essentially. Uh, he did. But seriously, he ghosted her by moving, like, two doors down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just two doors down the corridor. Um... <laughs> And so she goes back to the, you know, their house and she's trying to find him and he's not there. And so she looks up because you can track everybody in the colony. And so she sees, oh, he's two doors down. And so yeah. she goes two doors down. I know where you are. <laughs> and she's like, hey, Bash. And she can't get in the door and she keeps trying. And, mm-hmm. and eventually, like, the touchpad turns into a face and Eric says, go away. He doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically her and Eric have a fight. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't know who Eric is yet. And he tries to kill her. He does. I know, but it's not funny. It's not funny. Don't laugh. But that was the really moment funny. I thought Eric was evil. Well, yeah, he tried to kill Freya. Yes. I was like, oh, this guy's bad. AI is bad. But he didn't know yet. He no. was new. He didn't. And all he knew was that his host was upset mm-hmm. and wanted to not be around Freya. Freya made him upset. Yeah. So he was trying to solve that problem by killing Freya. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bash explained to him, no, I love Freya. <laughs> and he's you can't like, hurt her. I don't get it. You know, she's the most important thing to me, but I don't want to be around her right now because I think she's better than me. <laughs> but then she, they go back and they have sex again and it's fine. Um, <laughs> but in that moment, like, Eric's like, that doesn't make sense. And Bash is like, explains emo- starts to explain emotions to him. Mm-hmm. And like, no, love is not logical. I do things that aren't sensical because of my love for Freya. So then Eric starts to learn and like then eventually Freya's injured at one point and he's like we have to watch over her while yep. she sleeps and Bash is like she doesn't like that dude you're being <laughs> you're being invasive and she doesn't like controlling guys yep so now both Bash and Eric are in love with Freya yep 
So maybe that's how Eric was able to get intimate, was he was like, here, use this robot arm. Vibrating. <laughs> and vibrate the shit out of her. Oh, wow. That was good. I liked that scene. That was fun. Me too. It was a good scene. So while we're talking about it, let's do our kiss and tell. Yeah, I think so. So the kiss and tell for this episode is about makeup sex. We were just talking about it. They had tons and tons and tons of makeup sex. And so we thought we'd uh, share our own stories yeah. of makeup sex. And um, do you want to go first or? <laughs> you know, it's All funny. Right. You know, it's funny. What? We So they don't know this but we know this obviously we discuss it a little bit before we so that we have something to talk about and you're like i don't have a story or i have a story or i whatever yeah i don't have one for this one (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i think our reasoning is funny so we should continue obviously with it we don't have anything else so go ahead so yeah i don't (laughs) because i don't have fights with my partners i don't get into fights i just i don't know yeah you are not a combative person i'm not combative i'm not gonna argue with you about shit you hate drama we can disagree and then i'll just agree to disagree you know i'll just disagree and go away you'll just walk away exactly (laughs) i'll know i'm right and you're wrong (laughs) and that's all that we need to say and uh Whenever, like, when any of them that have, you know, come to an end, like, when we've broken up, it's just been, it's just, like, we're done and it's over. There's never been, like, huge fights for weeks going up. You know, it's never, like, months of little things erupting into big things. There's just no fighting. I just don't. I'm not dramatic. I don't want drama. Mm -hmm. I can't handle that. And so I'm not going to fight with you about things. I might just think you're an idiot. (laughs) And then that's that. And so I guess there's like, some could see that as a lack of passion, but I think of it as stability. <laughs> like, I don't want to be up and down all the time. Like, that's too much for me. You know, I see people who have like a lot of drama in their lives oh, and I'm like, no. mm, your life is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like tiring. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to not do that. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't have any really fancy makeup sex stories, but... Yeah, I don't either. I think at my most dramatic ever in a relationship was with Jules, and then after that it wasn't much. But I have never been in a situation where I was so mad I wanted to fuck. (laughs) Or, you know, or like makeup, makeup and then fuck. If I'm mad at you, I don't want to fucking be around you. Why would I want you to touch my vag? No, you don't get to at this That point, is a privilege, I... mister. Exactly. <laughs> I want my vibrator more than I want you. But even then, like if I'm in a really bad mood, I don't want to get off. That's not going to make me feel better. No. There's nothing. I don't know. Like if it's truly, if I'm angry, truly, truly angry about something and it's just legit, then I don't feel like it's not sexy to me. <laughs> no. It's not a sexy no. feeling. And I'm not going to be able to get out of that mindset. You right. know, I'm going to yeah. be running scenarios in my head of anger. Yes. And that's not going to work out. <laughs> like, I just want to choke you right now and not in the fun I just way. hate you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm totally, like, Dan and I rarely fight. And when we do, we usually always end up laughing about it because it's always something so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's instant. It's like, we'll bicker about like cheddar cheese or something. <laughs> and then we'll just laugh because it's dumb. I think we've gotten into like two or three major fights in our entire almost 20 year relationship mm-hmm. where he had to leave the house once and I slept on the couch once. That was it. But there was no intimacy during that. And even mm-hmm. afterwards, there wasn't. Yeah, I just, I think, it, actually, I'm pretty positive about it. Um, <laughs> I had, like, I grew up with my dad was a screamer. He was, like, a yeller. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's the worst thing to me. I cannot stand yelling fights. And I, like, I remember them from childhood and I hate them. Yeah. And I I just, so I won't engage in that way. And if anyone ever were to yell at me, like, I've never had a partner yell at me, but if they were, that would be the end of that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, that's it. (laughs) We're, no. Sorry. So I just, I cannot, I can't emote that way. It's not, it's not part of me so yeah no i again i don't if i am mad at a person a partner i just am quietly mad at them (laughs) yeah until i until i either get over it or uh, we talk it out right we never like there's no active well now we should have sex because we were mad yeah yeah no one of the maddest i've ever been at dan was he bought a motorcycle after i asked him not to this was his first motorcycle it's like a suzuki or something and now he has a harley but he got it anyway and i didn't talk to him for two weeks and he'll tell you that that is a true story (laughs) (laughs) i told him every single day still that i loved him but that was all i would say that's all i would say yeah when i left to work in the morning i would say i love you and then i would go to work and that was all i would say i was so pissed Mm -hmm. but anyway that feels like it's disrespectful and like you know you don't care what i say and you're definitely not getting makeup sex for it you're not fuck you no i tell you i love you every single day but we're not fucking for two weeks i love you but i am mad sorry i am actually mad (laughs) that's so funny Well, cool. Well, I have an article for our fun fuck fact that kind of goes with this, and I think it's important. Awesome. It's from Women's Health, which is womenshealthmag.com, and it's by Alyssa Geardwain, and it's from October 20th, 2019. It's called Everything You Need to Know About Makeup Sex Before It Becomes a Habit. Oh. Turns out it's actually addictive. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So... It turns out, like, I'm not going to read the whole thing or anything, but, like, the hormones that are triggered during fights can also be connected between conflict and sexual desire. Those same hormones can get triggered. Oh. So, it's this idea is, like, a fight is a threat to your relationship, and your biological instinct is to preserve the relationship, and sex is a way to preserve it. Oh. So, it's trying to kind of fix it. So... There are benefits to makeup sex, and the the ones that they list are it is a true reminder of affection. So even if you're, like, fighting and angry, sex can help you remember that you love each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll reconnect in a new and passionate way. Makeup sex can help you heal. It can make communication easier. So, like, once you've kind of broken that barrier with sex, you can talk more, I guess. I'd rather talk first, but okay. Uh, (laughs) or you'll learn something new about the relationship Hmm. but so those are the positives but they say hey there's some negatives let's check in here (laughs) as good as it can feel 
if your relationship is dramatic and full of fighting, relying on sex to bring it back together isn't a way to save the relationship. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not going to work in the long run. That's not a sustainable solution to just fight, 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 sex, fight, 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 sex. Right. Right. So here's the things to think about. Makeup sex isn't the same as making up. Right? Ah. So you haven't actually done the work yes. of why you fought and what the communication issue is and what you need to work on. You've just had sex. That's Uh, good. That's good. I like that one. Makeup sex creates temporary closeness. Mm -hmm. It can become a pattern. So that's why the title is like, it's a habit. It can feel addictive. So you're always chasing that higher sex, that steamier, more intense sex feeling through fighting and then making up. It can make you feel worse afterwards. Mm. And it can trick you into avoiding vulnerability. Like, I can see how you'd be like, well, we fixed that, right? So let's not talk about it. Right. You'll just (laughs) avoid it. Uh-huh. Right, right. It might provoke you to pick fights, you know. Oh, like, so that we like, can have good makeup So we can have sex. good makeup sex. <laughs> and it should never be used as a bargaining tool. Mm, right. Yeah. Wow. Don't use sex as manipulation. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Oh, those so, are good. So those are, yep. And there's, you know, a lot more on each of the things I read. So don't just listen to me. You should go read it. Again, it's uh, <laughs> womenshealthmag.com. And the article is called Everything You Need to Know About Makeup Sex Before It Becomes a Habit by Alyssa Geardwain. Awesome. So there. That was do, a really do, good do, article. Do, do, do. Oh, why did I close it? That was dumb. Uh, now I have uh, to find it again. <laughs> history. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And okay. this, the way we feel about it, what we just kiss and told, yes. it really resonates with the type of personalities that you and I have. When we're oh. mad, we don't want fucking anybody to talk to us or sad. Um, we don't want to be consoled. We don't want to be no. around anybody doing anything unless it's in <laughs> peace and quiet and sex is not that. So. Yeah. Oh, God, no, sex is not. <laughs> no, I know. I need. I just need to be alone. Like, I need alone. But I think that's a very introverted thing for both of us. We're both introverts at heart. It is. Yes. And that's all energy. Everything about that is energy. (laughs) (laughs) And fighting sounds like an energy suck. And I don't like it. Don't suck my energy away. I need my energy. Leave me in my energy alone. And so... So the whole thing, but I mean, I can get, I can definitely see it and you see it in movies. It's a trope, you know? Yeah. It's stuff you see that does make it look like the sex is that much hotter. They're like slightly mad at each other and like just like tearing at each other yeah. and having hot steamy sex and you're like, okay. But I just, I just, that's not where my emotions don't tie that way. Well, also we're not Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. We are not. You know, like it's not. <laughs> it's not the way I am. I'm no, just not we, them. We're just not that hot. Like it just doesn't go that you know <laughs> sorry <laughs> not everybody could be mr and mrs smith it's not no. how it goes it's very true <laughs> that's that's yes you've nailed it <laughs> so that's what is lacking <laughs> no i mean yeah but i think that article is important because it has the things to watch out for because i can yeah. definitely see in some relationships like people who seem to be attracted to drama like i could definitely see them falling into that pattern where that becomes like the oh, only yeah. way they're satisfied and happy is yep. chasing that high mm-hmm. and low of adrenaline and, and hormones so and for the person i would say for the person that is on the opposing side of that like you and I, not opposing, but like, you know, who doesn't feed into the drama. Don't allow the dramatic person to feed into that drama. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, cool. That was, I mean, that was it. That Now everything is out in the open. The public knows about what the, was it the Sovereign? Or yeah. her, what was her mom's name? Genevieve. Genevieve was behind. And they fought a little bit at the end, but then she escaped. Genevieve escaped. And now the general public knows about all the corruption well, that's been happening. Well, they at least know some of it. There's this... The alien stuff is still a little oh, yeah. bit suspect. We're not yeah. 100% sure. Because the stuff they released seemed to indicate that the sovereigns were behind mm-hmm. the virus that killed the human or killed the men. The men, yeah. But Genevieve had said the virus came from the aliens, that a previous sovereign or a previous person who was in charge who was supposed to take the directions from the aliens because the aliens are sending them directions through this chip. Do what we say or we'll kill you, right? Mm -hmm. Well, apparently a previous government had not done what they said and they released the virus that killed the men. Mm -hmm. That's what Genevieve said. Now, we don't know more beyond that. We don't have corroborating evidence for this. (laughs) So maybe that happened or maybe not. We're not Mm -hmm. sure. So yeah, we're going to have to fucking deal with whether these are alien beings are real and if they are... And she, you know, Genevieve said that they're in some kind of experiment. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We don't know. It's very we have, strange. We have no idea. So yet again, cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. I am glad that the army is gone to fight. You know, like I don't, that was, I'm glad that that's over because it was <laughs> getting like, well, and I guess you didn't get all of this because you didn't read the shorts, <laughs> but in every one of the shorts, the resistance was like losing. They mm. lost this and they lost that. And the, the sovereign was, you know, infiltrated them further and took more of their colonies and had spies inside the them and like found out more info. And it was just, it was getting really like, oh, they're never going to win. Yeah. <laughs> like it felt for, you know, a split second, you know, kind of, but I mean, that's very standard process of like these dystopian novels where there's a point where that seems overwhelming and then the small guys, the, the good guys come back and win in the end yeah but, but it was hard yeah. i was getting discouraged i was like oh this <laughs> sovereign is a bitch <laughs> well then you throw in the aliens and you're like what the fuck now we gotta fight aliens now aliens that's okay yeah because uh bash is the cyborg so he's cool he's totally <laughs> cyborg hell yeah I can't right. wait for the third one. I don't know how yeah. soon we'll be able to do it, but we'll get there. We'll we'll finish off this trilogy and it'll be yeah. grand. Yeah. So, I mean, in your guys' world, should be out in this month in, or yeah. next. In no time. <laughs> yep. We have to wait a little longer. Yeah. Okay. Well, then why don't we rate the book? Let's do this. Okay. All right. So, what do we do? We do sex and I don't book? know. Sex book? Okay. Sex book. One, two, three. Nine, Nine eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Nine and eight. Ooh, Why? Sex was squishy. Squishy. Oh, so good. Squishy sex, guys. Read it. Read it and then go do it because it's yummy. Yeah. It is quite yummy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. And it's a fun book. So it's do it. totally fun. Everything about it is fun. Well written. Great storyline, all of that good stuff. So yeah. Funny. Bash is like sarcastic and funny. I and at one Bash. point... At one point, Freya says something, and it's really sarcastic. She's like, oh, I've been hanging out with Bash too much. <laughs> yeah, because she's like super serious character. But she said a snarky thing all of a sudden, and I was like, oh, that's, yeah. She's <laughs> like, oh, Bash. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. Awesome stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, guys, for our next book, we are going to read Fire Me Up by Katie McAllister, narrated by Barbara Rosenblatt. 
Um, this is book two of the Aisling Gray Guardian series. We read something a while ago. <laughs> Sorry. Of course, I didn't have that ready for us. From <laughs> Aisling's book. Uh, this is the dragon book, right? Yes. Yes. This, this is just, dragon This book. was the Shay's Lounge book. It is. The, it's You Slay Me. Okay. Was episode 39. Okay. It was book one. Sorry, guys. But yes, it is. It, this is the book with my like favorite long time favorite sex yeah. scene. Well, the first book was in yeah. You Slay Me. So hopefully, Fire Me Up gives me another one. And this was a fun book from what I remember. We oh, it's straight hilarious. We liked it. Yeah, we liked it a lot. The the writing is super funny. So yeah, join us next time for that Fire Me Up by Katie McAllister. Yeah. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and that's Shh Dirty Books on any of those platforms, or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com, and that is sh with three H's. And just because it's fun, we are going to come to TikTok soon. <laughs> I almost forgot the name of the new yeah. one. <laughs> We forgot what it's called. Actually, we... by the time this is out, I'm hoping we're already on TikTok. Yeah. So, hey, I'm just going to say it now and I have to, I have to, I have, we have to be there by this episode. <laughs> That's right. Now the pressure's we on. Now find us on TikTok at Sturdy Books. <laughs> Let's see if we figure out how to use it in two months. <laughs> yeah. I have two months to get us on TikTok. <laughs> And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. And thank you, Jim Townsend, for your music. And with that, we will say goodnight. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.